My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. If you want to get delicious recipes, food cures, kitchen hacks, and motivation, then you're going to love my next guest. I know I do. You will definitely recognize her signature smile and bubbly optimism that has graced our screens and sensibilities as the longstanding health and nutrition expert on the Today Show and as host of NBC's Health and Happiness. Joy Bauer is a New York Times bestselling author with 14 bestsellers to her credit. Her latest book, Joy Bauer's Superfood, 150 Recipes for Eternal Youth is my kind of jam. She runs a monthly column for Women's Day and you might not know, she's the official nutritionist for the New York City Ballet. So now you do. And her proud parents, Ellen and Artie, named her perfectly because she exudes it. Joy has received several awards, including the National Media Excellence Award from most esteemed organizations, and she's been featured in countless publications from the New York Times to the Washington Post, Us Weekly to Parents Magazine to Vogue, and anything else you can think of. She landed firmly in my heart for the first time I met her, and I'm so pleased to welcome my friend Joy Bauer to the show. Welcome, Joy. (laughs) Oh, man. First, I'm so happy to be here, and what a beautiful intro. Uh, that is you, girl, so much so. This is going to be so fun because I get to ask you all these questions that socially I never have the time to ask you with so much going on like our kids. And we started the podcast with a little personal catch up because your eldest daughter, Jesse, your son, Cole, your youngest daughter, Aiden, they're in my heart, too. I've known them since they were really little. And you've known my kids, Jackson, Ella. So with the pandemic Going on three years, you lose so much precious time as an adolescent grows from teenager into young adult. And your young adults were in their 20s when I saw them. And now they're probably graduating college. (laughs) Well, believe it or not, my two older are already out of college. college. My youngest is in her senior year. She, She just came home for the holidays, which is so awesome. But I think like what I cannot get out of my head is that you told me before we went live that Jax is 17, 17 years old. And I was saying like the last time you saw me was probably about 13. And that time between 13 and 17 is so huge. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. And, you know, I just love that we have that in common and, you know, we get to see them older and they know you, my kids, you know what I mean? And they know your kids and it's such a beautiful thing. I mean, we know you making a mess in your mom's kitchen and really spending quality time with family. That's how I know you. But and I also, also, by the way, throwing gutter balls at the bowling alley. <laughs> We did do a lot of bowling together, which was so much fun. The so gutter fun. ball is just as fun as the strike sometimes <laughs> with the crowd behind us. So true. And like the little dance moves as we go to swiftly throw the ball down the alley. Totally. I- We've had so much fun. So, I mean, I know you from a different way than the world does, but I also know you the way the world does. And that is the joy dishing out health information and sharing tasty recipes in your books and on television. I mean, you are, in fact, one of the nation's leading health authorities. I mean, from your decade or decades, which is it on the Today Show? How long have you been on the Today Show? Can you believe I've actually been the resident uh, nutrition and health expert going on 16 years? I was joking. We were just at um, a small-ish, because of COVID, holiday gathering. And um you know, we were reminiscing and and talking about, you know, all of the years. And I think aside from Al, I'm one of the longest standing on air personalities there. Like you think about 
the the changing of yes. the cards and how many people like hosts and contributors we've gone through. But I really feel so blessed to be able to have that media platform to really spread a wealth of health and help people live happier, healthier, longer and stronger lives is uh, such a gift, such a blessing. I just love my job so much. You exude it and you do it in such a way like what I always loved about before I even got to know you personally, but like when I would watch on television is you never made it too serious. It was always like, we have options in life. And so I want you to have your milkshake and and your French fries too, but I'm going to show you a way to kind of hack around the bad stuff for you and really make a better choice and make things that are healthy, but still fun. Like that was your optimism always came through when it came to food, but maybe it didn't always start that way. Like, I don't, I want to talk about the early side of joy, like how did you even get into nutrition? I mean, I know early in your career, you worked in hospitals at Mount Sinai and things like that, but what was it that hit you about? I mean, I know your folks well enough to know it's not like you were in this unhealthy lifestyle. You had a very encouraging home life and stuff. Like what was it about nutrition that called to you? It sort of found me. I've always been super passionate and interested in health. I was a competitive gymnast growing up. So I lived in a gym and, you know, of course, uh, exercise and healthy eating goes hand in hand. I will say that back in the early days, this is this is so funny. I vividly remember, you know, my first sort of sports nutrition diet. I'm doing the quotes with my fingers right now. We didn't have the Internet. I went to the library and I researched using um, Encyclopedia Britannica how to uh, fuel yourself with the foods and the nutrients that were going to elevate and catapult your sports performance. And I quickly learned vegetables and complex carbohydrates. And remember, knowing absolutely nothing about nutrition, I then designated sugary fat-laden coleslaw as my vegetable of choice. And my complex carbohydrates were buttery, delicious Ritz crackers. And I subsided on those two things for about three days straight. Obviously, it didn't work. But like the, the interest was always there. So I went undergrad. I was actually a biochem and a kinesiology major, thinking I was going to go to medical school. When I graduated, took a bit of a sabbatical, and then I got a graduate degree in clinical nutrition. And like the rest is history. It was such a serendipitous moment sitting in that first class. I have a passion for health, the gift of gab. I love food. I have always been a foodie, different flavors and textures and trying ethnic cuisines. I love playing with food. And I love people. So when I group all of those things together, it just really made sense that I landed in the nutrition field. And when you talk about bringing positivity to the health world, it didn't always start out like that. And in fact, I think my biggest learning curve was one of my first jobs. I was the director of nutrition for pediatric cardiology at Mount Sinai Medical Center. And, you know, you, you sort of leave college and graduate school with all these academic smarts. I was oozing with all of the uh, the know-how and the skill set to change the world. So I thought. Right. But what I really quickly learned is that 
changing the way you eat and making different lifestyle choices is ridiculously hard. And what works for one person is not going to work for another person. So I quickly pivoted and I, you know, maintained a lot of the science that I learned from textbook. But 50% of it is really listening to people, listening way more than talking and advising. And being creative and fresh. And what, like I said, what works for one person is not going to necessarily work for another person. So, you know, I made this decision that I wasn't going to be a preachy Debbie Downer. I wanted to keep it really upbeat, really positive, um, and just offer solutions that were delicious and manageable and realistic and, you know, not necessarily perfect, right? Like perfect is not the end all. And at the end of the day, better is better. And if you could do a lot of small betters, it's additive. And small changes add up to huge health impact. So I love that you brought that up because I want to be known as being positive and happy and realistic, right? And and like I said, I, I learned how in my earlier years, how to bring that to the table. Yeah, you really, you really did. It was, I think that, I and mean, you have to talk about, I mean, the unbelievable shift and pivot, right? When you were first in health and wellness, it wasn't even a popular field. I mean, now there are health coaches being graduating, you know, by the thousands every day. And, you know, people are really leaning in. And I mean, there was like a few diets probably out there that were commercialized, like maybe Weight Watchers and, you know, like Slim Fast and those things probably didn't even exist when you first started. And now you've seen this enormous change in food. Can we talk a a little bit about the fundamentals of what you used to teach and how uh, convenience and, you know, uh, GMOs and science have now brought their their place in food, right? You were first you were learning like physiology and, you know, nutrition. and, And now you have to say, okay. Now the uh, the biology that's that we're dealing with in the food itself, let alone our own biology, has changed so much. So I want to talk about that a little bit, and then I want to talk about perspective because that's a big. I mean, mm-hmm. when you were at NYU, right? You probably weren't thinking about perspective and food like you do now, and how food affects everything. You know, not only our health and our weight, but our mood and all that stuff. So I want to kind of take it back from. What have we learned over these years about food and what are some of those simple kind of fixes that it's about choices that we're making and Mm -hmm. and people are just bogged down with so much choice and propaganda. So it's a lot of multi questions, but I know you got it. Take it away, kid. (laughs) And and you just like jump in when I go off on on a wrong tangent. Um, Never going to go off on a wrong tangent. There's a lot to talk about with food and nutrition. And you have been you've been doing this for a long time. You're not someone that's new to the game. But the game has changed and you've seen it pivot. So let's right. And the game has changed for the better. So I think like way back in the day when I first started out, you know, people were really fixated on weight loss and calories, counting calories. And and that has just gigantically changed in a, in a way more beautiful way. I think it's more about the quality of food now. And the bottom line is calories will always count. But guess what? If you hone in on making smart food choices and you enhance the quality of your food, the calories fall into place. The macros fall into place. The nutrients fall into place. And so I think that we look at food from such a joyful positioning now. Um, It's about celebrating 
food for what it is, um, enjoying wholesome, nutrient-dense food, more whole food. People, one of the things, one of the real silver linings from COVID, I think, too, is that people have become chefs. People have embraced their kitchen. They have experimented with lots of different produce items and plant-based proteins like the lentils and beans and legumes. They've embraced all sorts of gadgetry. You know, air flyers are flying off the shelf as are Instapots and even things like zesters and garlic press, you know, things that people never really knew about. And I love that. I love that Prior to COVID, I had my posse on Instagram and Facebook and social platforms and whatnot. Now it's blown wide open. It's people who way back never really thought about making their health a priority or cooking nonetheless. Now those people have joined the force. And another thing to point out, I think back in the day when I first started, nobody worried about the planet. We worry and care and prioritize the planet now. And that's why there's such a push for more plant forward meals. You don't have to be vegan. You don't have to be a vegetarian. I'm not. But you do need to be more mindful about eating way more plant based meals because it just benefits the world on a global level. So all of those things, I think, have, you know, completely changed. I also, when I first started, you know, I was into the medical aspect of nutrition. So a lot of that has maintained, in other words, cardiac health, renal health, um, brain and cognitive health. So the fundamentals are still there. You know, we know that berries, which are loaded with anthocyanins, can help enhance short-term and long-term memory. Thank God for all the positive research around coffee, caffeinated coffee when it comes to brain health. I always give myself a big high five for that. Um, so, so that stuff has remained the same and we just have new and improved research that's constantly coming out. I'm a total science nerd, like full disclosure. So I'm all about the research. And a lot of the times it's really just validating things that we had already known. But I think calories and fat, which used to be taboo, are now embraced and celebrated. Um, and so we look at food from a happier lens, I think a, a positive, more productive lens. And convenience food will always be around. But the manufacturers, because as consumers, we're smarter, we know more and we deserve more and demand more. So manufacturers have really stepped it up. They, they are doing away for the most part, with food dyes and, you know, gunk and preservatives. And we'll always have some of those iconic brands that people remain loyal to out there on the shelves. But the good news is we have a lot of options. So we could have those things every once in a while, but we've got, you know, tremendous options when it comes to healthier, convenient foods as well, because convenience foods are not going away because, you know, we're jugglers, we multitask, um, you know, even if you open up my freezer, you're going to find some frozen options in there as well. And that's coming from somebody who obsesses over healthy food and, and I cook 24 seven, but you're still going to find that stuff. Yeah, you have to have it. I love that you said that the game has changed for the better. Like I, I didn't necessarily expect that you would say that just because of GMOs and you know what I mean? How like, you know, the planet is suffering, but 
when you put it in that perspective, it really is changing for the better. We're not restricting people anymore. We're showing them that you have an option and we're going to give you an education a little bit about the choices and how to make the best choice for you at that moment, right? Because I was, I love this analogy. If you pull up to the table and you open the menu and the chicken Parmesan is screaming at you and you're like, Ooh, I really want that. I really want that. But you're like, oh, I really shouldn't have it. You know, I, I gotta be, you know, I'm trying to lose weight or I, I you know, I ate, I ate a lot today or whatever. And you order it anyway. If you order it, you feel good after you ate it, then you made the right decision. If you order it, you're beating yourself up. Oh, now I ate it all. And I was only going to eat half, but I ate the whole thing. Then you made the wrong choice, right? It's about perspective. Mm-hmm. How do you teach people about choice making when it comes to perspective in the moment? Because I think that is the hardest part. Yeah, no, perspective is huge. Like, I have so many things that I want to say about this. I'm not sure it's all going to come out articulately. But the first thing I would say is that food is so much more than nourishment and fuel. And it, it, it sounds a little crazy for a health nut and a nutritionist to actually say that. But it's true, right? Food is wrapped in tradition and love and preference, And, you know, it's human and it's normal. My dog is chiming in Gatsby. She's like, yes, yes, yes. Um, She's my ultimate crumb catcher. (laughs) And I I always like to say she and I don't know if it's the crumbs because I'm always in the kitchen cooking or she truly thinks I'm Beyonce. But she like follows me around wherever I go and is the ultimate mood booster. But there she is in the back. And she loves that. I have to say. Um, So the thing with food is that you don't always have to be perfect. And perfect is overrated. Perfect, you know, in some ways can actually be defined as an eating disorder. So I would say that people should embrace a 90-10 food philosophy. If you go out of your way to eat healthy 90% of the time, there is totally 10% wiggle room without a doubt. And so 90% healthy, 10% fun, if you want to call it. And that's where the chicken parm will fall in. So I would say, you know, in the moment, you take a pause and you ask yourself, how badly do I really want this? And is it going to make me feel okay afterwards? Right. Or is it going to make me beat myself up and feel bleh and bloated because I have like a really big day tomorrow and I want to feel my best? And you, in that moment, you were the only one who can answer that. But you have to take a beat. You have to press the pause button and do some self-talk. And here's another thing to throw out there. That chicken parm, which we all love and crave, can be ordered in a different way. I like to order my chicken parm, a grilled piece of chicken smothered in the sauce and the cheese. And guess what? Instead of the pasta on the side, I order roasted broccoli with it. So I'm getting my fix of that chicken parm, but I'm not getting the deep fried breading, which honestly makes it totally okay. It doesn't have to fit under like the splurge category. And then I'm having all that broccoli with it instead of the pasta. So there are ways to order all of the foods that you fantasize about in a healthified manner. And that's what I like to do with my creations as well, whether it's a salted caramel milkshake or buffalo wings or, you know, a fudgy brownie. There are ways to reimagine 
every single thing that you love and you obsess over, but you never have to feel any regret over it because you're pumping it with the good stuff or you're leaving out some of the not so good stuff. Right. No, I love that about your mouthwatering recipes, really. I want to call them, you know, all of your shortcuts and your kind of healthy hacks to delicious dishes that we all love to enjoy, but sometimes we don't love ourselves after we've enjoyed them. And then that makes like that cancels out the enjoyment, right? You know, so like, how do we, so that's what I love the most about what you do is like, you have all these hacks in there and then you, the balance of, you know, how much fried food have you eaten this week? You know, if you've eaten none whatsoever and you're out to dinner and you want a warm comfort food, then go ahead and have the chicken parm the way it's normally done, right? It's all about how much is in your tank because calories will always count, like you said, but people have to look at calories. Like I look at them like gas in your tank. It doesn't matter how you expend it over the period of time. It's going to be you know, used up when it's used up as much as you're running your car. But if you're not running your car, the gas is sitting in the tank and that's what calories are like. Right. You know, right. No, that's exactly right. And, and one of the biggest issues that people have is letting that one off moment yeah. snowball and then turn into like a full a full-fledged eating frenzy or a binge. And so the the other thing that you can do is always know that, you know, yes, you press the pause button and you make a decision in the moment perspective, whether or not you want to go for it. And if you do go for it, I'm going to tell you right now, enjoy every single delicious bite of it. And then the next morning, or if it's a brunch later that day, shake it off and forge forward with a positive attitude. So the way to do that too, is you could, you know, drink two cups of water. You could take a walk. You could start fresh and take a shower. So you sort of feel like, you know, you're, you're moving forward with, you know, a new persona, whatever it is that will get you back on your health plan. You have to make an effort to do that and not let it snowball. That's where people get into, into real problems. And I'll tell you, I have worked with thousands and thousands of people throughout my career that have been professional dieters. They lose weight, they gain weight, they lose weight, they gain weight. But the time that they have been able to finally lose weight, and I'm talking, you know, more than a hundred pounds and have kept it off for good is when they have learned to forgive their slip ups or own their slip ups, shake it off and forge forward. You know, we have to get rid of that mentality. I'll start fresh on Monday, but it's only Tuesday or I'll wait until my next birthday or let me wait until the new year. No, every day is its own day. And you could always start fresh at every meal or, you know, the next day or whatever it takes or when you come back from vacation. But it's not about deprivation. Again, it's a 90-10 food philosophy, 90% unhealthy, 10% indulge. But at the same time, learn how to recreate your indulgences so they become part of the 90%. How cool is that? That's the best part. And I feel like that's where I finally got in my life as just as someone who eats and 
you know, I, because I was in the fashion industry, I was always strung up by weight and ideal goals and things like that. And what society puts on us, you know, we, we are definitely beholden to some of these like societal norms of what's, you know, what's hot, what's sexy and all that stuff. Thank God that has changed. You mentioned Beyonce and Jennifer Lopez and curvy bodies and things like that. Like, you know, no longer it was the day of, you know, Kate Moss is, you know, the only one that went. And the way that we handle food and the way that our bodies handle food and the way that certain food sits with us versus other people, those are all personal experiments, right? Those are, you have to trial and error what works for you. I love green peppers. They don't love me. So I eat the yellow and the red ones because they don't have a, I don't have a problem with them, right? Like we all have these foods that we know that don't like us or we like, or we, we love to eat, but then when we feel bad after we eat them. And, you know, what I learned, I thought that was so pivotal in my experience with nutrition and my journey was about the basics of like rice and beans, Do you know what I mean? Like knowing a full amino acid profile, making a food choice that's giving you protein, that's giving you full amino acids, is giving you carbohydrates, you know, and making choices with brown rice versus white rice, you know, things like that, like little simple food hacks that I wouldn't eat white rice if you gave it to me, you know, unless someone rolled it up in my sushi and then I'm like, okay, (laughs) but if I can order it, I'll have brown rice every time. And I prefer the taste to it. A bowl of brown rice with black sesame seeds on it, like I mean, woo, start my day right. off. It's delicious, right? And so, and what, and two things you accomplish from that. One is the placebo effect of feeling like you're putting something wholesome and proactive with into your body. So automatically, it's a mood booster. You feel better, but physiologically, you also feel better because it comes packaged with fiber. So it's going to help to steady your blood sugars, which then sustains energy. Um, and if you have less volatile swings in your blood sugars, you're just like a happier, more even keeled person. So there's so many reasons to eat well. It's not just about living longer and stronger. It's about in the moment being your best self really being your best self and the foods that serve that for us every time are whole foods hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The holidays are here and parties abound, and we all want our hair looking its best. Thankfully, we can all save time and get great results with Way. You can have shiny, healthy hair without having to visit a salon. With Way, my hair feels soft yet fuller and looks shinier, healthier, and smoother. And Way's bestsellers, they make the best gifts, like their multitasking leave-in conditioner. It detangles, hydrates, and fights frizz for every hair type on your list. Combined with their hair oil, it's my fast fix for healthy hair. It's nutrient-packed, absorbs quickly, keeps color from fading, and the oil protects from heat damage too. And now I'm getting my shine on in the shower with Way's new hair gloss. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water, provides immediate shine, helps treat damage, enhances color vibrancy, and you can get on your way to salon quality hair straight from the shower in just five minutes. It's the perfect way to glow all out for yourself and everyone on your list this season. 
glow out this holiday with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com for 15% off site-wide and enter promo code in my heart. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com for 15% off and enter promo code in my heart. Now back to my show. What are some of the tricks and the basics that we can tell people about eating whole, whole food? So, you know, like obviously brown rice is a really great staple. Things like quinoa, the beans, the lentils, the chickpeas, like butter beans, you know, things like that. You know, can you tell people just some of the basics that they should look for in plant-based eating where they can get a full meal? They don't, they don't feel like they can get full meals without the animal protein on the plate. Right. Well, I think if everybody would just take two recipes or meals each week and make them plant-based. And the easiest way that you can do that too is, I mean, certainly like you can look to me for inspiration for recipes, but there are, all you need to do is Google. If you Googled like a lentil stew, I make what I call like a superfood lentil stew. And like you're building a soup, I have a great big pot and I just saute all of my chopped vegetables. I find chopping very therapeutic. I don't know about you, but I will chop up my bell peppers. I like the sweeter ones also. I don't have an issue with green bell peppers, but um, I, I prefer the red, the yellow, the orange, because it brings a little bit more sweetness to the table. And I chop them up with some celery, with some carrots, with loads of onions. And I'll saute everything until it gets nice and soft. And then all you need to do is add some seasonings, some vegetable stock and your raw lentils. And you let the lentils boil within that delicious, yummy stew. And I, that's basically the recipe. And then what you do, you can't make a wrong turn and, and it freezes beautifully. So yeah, what I also tell nice. people to do is double it. Then you put it in portion control containers, stash it in your freezer, and you have this hearty fiber and nutrient packed plant forward meal that you could take out any day of the week and and just warm up. But that was just a quick example just to show you how easy it is. But two meals a week, I would urge people because they may, in fact, become some of your favorite things ever. And if you were also to ask me, you know, Joy, what are the five most healthiest foods, the five, and I'll, I, I could actually tell you what I would think that they would be, but they're all going to be plant-based. All of them are going to be plant-based. Yes. A hundred percent. You know, and that's for people who are carnivores and I am too, I'm not vegan. I really am. I'm, I call myself a meat snob. Like I have to know exactly where my meat came from. I need to know that it was, you know, grass fed free range, that it what was, you know, the fish was, you know, caught in the ocean and not fed corn in some type of, you know, facility. I'm definitely a snob when it comes to my meat, but I choose it wisely when I want to have meat or it's, it's what's being served. And all the other times I really have found myself making plant-based choices and the lentil stew, for example, I would make that. And by the way, Joy's Instagram is a plethora. You have to follow. We'll tell you at the end where to follow her, but she's got recipes on Instagram all day long from here until whenever. So this, the, the lentil stew for me, I'll eat that all week. I'll put it over rice. I'll eat it as a soup. I'll put it on the side of something. You know, like I really will. I'll put it next to a salad and have it. The beans have come for me, like my, my animal protein. Like remember, like when you were back in the day, you're cooking, sauteing up chicken breast or something. You always saute up a couple more because then you can place it over salad or use it in a sandwich. That's how I use beans now. 
I always cook them extra because I eat them with almost every meal. And for convenience sake, the canned beans are fabulous. And if anyone's listening and they have high blood pressure, all you need to do is give it a really good rinse under uh, cold running water within a colander, and you will drain out almost up to 60% of the sodium. So I do all sorts of things with beans as well. I make minestrone soup. I do things with like black bean onion sautés. Um, I put it on, on a beautiful baked sweet potato. Like, oh, it comes. Comfort food. It is real, honest to goodness, comfort food. So delicious. And I also want to mention, I eat loads of chicken and I eat all sorts of fish as well. So I'm not a vegetarian and by no means am I a vegan because I obsess over cheese. <laughs> I just, cheese and nuts. I, I just can eat that all day long. So you know, I, I'm pushing all of the, the vegetables and the vegetarian sounding meals, but like I'm open and I get it and I like a little bit of everything. But but like I said, you know, when you look at the research, wow, we know what we know about all of these plant foods. And, you know, it really is going to help us live our best lives. Well, you, yeah, because I mean, we know that food is, there are certain foods that are going to lead to things like heart disease and, and, you know, inflammation in the body. So we now have the science out there, you know, outside of the pandemic, heart disease is still the leading killer in this country of both men and women. And, you know, you say that one of your most rewarding experiences actually in your career was implementing Heart Smart Kids, which is a health program for underprivileged kids. So like starting them young to understand that, what we eat does affect our health, generally speaking. So can you tell us a little bit about that work? Yeah. Oh, man, I loved that job so much. So when I was at pediatric cardiology in New York City at Mount Sinai, I wrote a grant to go out into the areas that were at high risk for heart disease, type 2 diabetes, obesity. And uh, we very fortunately, we got the grant and the program was basically made. But I went into East Harlem and Harlem and I taught kindergarten through 12th grade all about health. I gave them nutrition lessons. And I also, at the time, I did exercise with them as well. And it was the most beautiful program because, and if you could imagine, I was sort of like the mayor of Harlem and East Harlem because I knew everyone. I knew all of the kids. I knew all of the faculty and I knew the parents and all of the owners of the various bodegas. I mean, I was like high-fiving everybody walking through those streets. And one year I ran the marathon with my dad. And if anyone has ever run the New York City Marathon, you know that when you're on the Upper East Side, it's like a thousandfold on the right, on the left. People are there with signs and bands are set up and screaming and cheering. But as you get up to the a hundred plus streets, it starts to thin out tremendously. Well, when we got to about 103rd Street, I could not believe my eyes. Everybody knew that I had been training for the marathon in Harlem and East Harlem. And the people were lined on the streets. They had like collapsible chairs and signs. Some of them only spoke Spanish. So I had English signs and Spanish signs. Go, Joy, go! Like, all of these personalized cheering was going on for me. My dad looked at me and said, who are you? <laughs> I had such a newfound respect from him. I mean, that goes down in history as one of the highlights of my career, running through the streets and seeing the impact 
that I had made on these communities. I mean, I have the goosebumps right now. I truly have the goosebumps. But the reason I tell you the story is because they were like sponges and they sopped up the information. It is never too young. You are never too young. It's never too early and it's never too late. You are never too old to reap the benefits of healthful changes ever. So for people also that are listening and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so set in my ways. Like I could never get started on this. Yeah, you can. And you don't have to turn your life upside down. It could be something so easy. One of the most impactful things that anybody could do to change your health is to incorporate vegetables or produce, because for breakfast, it may be fruit into each and every meal. So if you just stop and say, okay, what am I having for breakfast and how can I work fruit into that. If I'm having oatmeal, I'm going to add berries on top. If I'm having an omelet, I'm going to add some onions, mushrooms, and spinach into the omelet and do the same thing for lunch and the same thing for dinner. You will exponentially enhance your health. And that's because produce is high volume and it's low calorie, right? So it fills you up without filling you out. But most importantly, it brings all the good stuff to the party. It's got vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fiber. So it showers your body with nutrition. So if that's the only thing you could do, add produce to each and every meal, you're set. You just made a huge change. That's right. One small step. We always, I teach that all the time. If you're going to do one thing, you know, just pick that one thing and and integrate it into your life. And then once you get that settled, then choose your next step. Right. I mean, every journey is one step at a time from the tallest mountains that I climb. I use that as an analogy all the time. It's about the journey getting up to the summit. It's not really about the summit. It's dangerous up there. You can't stay a long time and hang out. It's really all about the journey to getting there. That's right. One small step, each step. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I am a total science nerd. So I've actually always been into uh, using food as medicine and food is powerful, right? If you choose the right foods and the right combinations, you can really catapult yourself to the top of your game. Like no doubt. And food- let me interrupt you just for yeah. one second, because I know that you have always been specific because you have specifically like the New York City Ballet. The way you coach them on their nutrition or when you were back in the in the uh, days of um, Mount Sinai and you were you were actually the nutrition uh, kind of head nutrition for the neuro neuroscience team or something like that. Oh, the neurosurgical had, service. Yeah, the neurosurgical yeah. Service. I remember you had this like team of doctors that you had to specifically give nutrition to. So I know that you've been into into it specifically for people. But now I'm seeing you bring it to the masses, whereas before it was about recipes, you were using that work kind of behind the the closed doors. And now the curtain is open, I feel like, and you're really teaching us the science part of what you've known, you know what I mean, versus like the recipes. That's when I feel like I saw a pivot. Did I miss something or am I right? (laughs) Well, no, you know what I think? I think like it's always been there, but maybe it's been more hidden behind the curtain because I think that now people embrace the science more. We are so we meaning all of us, right? The masses are so much smarter than we've ever been before when it comes to our food and our nutrition, which is so cool to me. I mean, it warms my heart. It gets me so flippin' excited. But even back in the day on the Today Show, some of the segments that 
rated the highest would be, and I'm going back years and years and years, when I would do things like foods that help alleviate aches and pains from arthritis. I was always doing it, but like you're probably more keyed into it now because it's, it's, you know, in the forefront of your brain, for sure. It's everything you're about right now. Um, But, but food is powerful. Like I said, I mean, it really is powerful. And listen, I've watched it firsthand. People who have followed my instruction, like I just gave that arthritis example, we have powerful anti-inflammatories from the food perspective, right? Ginger, turmeric, omega-3s, like these things help to suppress inflammation. And you can make them taste totally delicious. So why not? When it comes to brain health, we know anthocyanins in all of the colorful berries. Most of the research is done on blueberries and wild blueberries. But hey, guess what? Like those very same anthocyanins, they're in cherries. They're in raspberries, blackberries. So all of the berries can profoundly enhance your memory and slow down age-related cognitive decline. And that's really exciting and important work, super important work. So, you know, the, the research is there. It's just making it digestible, like no pun intended, but maybe I, maybe it is a pun intended, but making it digestible. So it doesn't feel too sciencey and complicated to people. And that's what I try to do. So I work these things into all of my recipes. So people just think that they're making simple recipes that taste totally delicious, that are good for them. But I know that they're gaining perks, like really powerful perks from head to toe, because those ingredients, they're not just healthful ingredients. They're superfood ingredients. They're powerful ingredients. You've done the work. You've been, you've always been doing the work for us and it's in there. Like, you know, now I know that when I'm making my oatmeal and I'm making a a, a still cut oatmeal, a good grain oatmeal, and I'm making sure there are berries in my oatmeal and I'm putting a dash of cinnamon because I know it's anti-inflammatory. Yep. When I used to make that now, it was like, it was all about what, what I was going to taste. Now I'm making it as like, not only what I was going to, I'm going to taste because I know it's going to be delicious as whole food, but it's like, how am I stacking the odds in my favor for the best healthful day I can have ahead of me? And it depends on what I did the night before. You know, that's one of my favorite freedoms that you mentioned is knowing that if I did something or I ate something like I can enjoy it because the next day I actually get excited about getting back on track. Like, Oh my God, I really parted last night. I can't wait to wake up and have my oatmeal with my berries. And I'm going to, I'm going to drink a big glass of water tonight before I go to bed and I'll have mine on the nightstand for in the morning. So now that I've integrated these into my lifestyle that it's like part of my pattern, it's part of my habit. It's not really even a choice anymore. And, you know, that's when the perspective really shifts, right? And when you start to control the things that you're doing because you know how it makes you feel, right? And that's, right. That, that's the golden nugget is switching people over to, it can all be around them. I mean, you can put tables of junk food around me. I mean, I, I would, you couldn't really force me to eat a Dorito. It just doesn't taste good to me anymore. Like you're actually like even ahead of me, because I'm going to tell you like the Dorito would taste good to me. (laughs) And I I might actually have a handful of those Doritos. Again, it's like one meal at a time and you can't you can't not undo any off meal. You just can't like it's not possible. 
the next day, like you said, you have your water, you have your oatmeal with berries. And I'm telling you, I am so confident that you will immediately start to feel better. And I hope like nobody walks around with that blah feeling after eating something that you feel like you're not supposed to eat because you are entitled to eat it. And I'm telling you right here, like full disclosure, my hands are up in the air. I love ice cream. I love pizza and selective with when I eat them. And when I do eat them, I own it and I enjoy every single mouthful of it. And then I like brush it off and I forge forward and I have something healthy the next meal or the next day. It's totally okay. All of us health nuts do that. I love red wine. I would not be able to live without my wine. Um, And you know what? When, When we were talking about all the functional foods and how good they are for you, one thing that was in my mind, and I don't want to forget about it because it's so relevant to right now, mushrooms. Mushrooms have two very powerful antiviral compounds, all mushrooms, whether it's the bellas, the portobellas, uh, button mushrooms, criminy, all of them have them. So whatever you could do with mushrooms right now, I have an unbelievable, I'm going to send you the link. I have a great dairy-free, creamy, dreamy mushroom soup. It's so thick and it's so delicious, loaded with antiviral mushrooms. And it's a great time right now. For you to give yeah, a shot. mushrooms are I, you know I learned about mushrooms as a superfood when I first went back to school for nutrition and I when I was traveling on the road when we were traveling a lot and I was on the road whenever I felt run down I would run to the restaurant automatically and I'd order a, a bowl of sautéed mushrooms and onions and the guy would always be like you want the steak with that I'm like no sautéed <laughs> mushrooms and onions oh my god I'm with you outside and it really always boosted my immune system it's a huge little hack for immune boosting mushrooms and onions. And then you add some greens in there, but mushrooms are a superfood. I've done a lot of shows on mushrooms and just the whole idea of fungi and how it can help us, our health, our mental health, all kinds of things. So I'm a big mushroom addict. The other thing that I want to talk to you about is hydration. So we are walking around. Americans aren't getting enough fiber. These are some facts. We're not getting enough fiber and we're also walking around dehydrated. I know you know this to be true. Can we talk about why hydration is so important? I mean, our cells are like shrinking and shriveling violets if we don't keep them hydrated. Talk to people about how important it is. People just forget about hydration. It's so important for every single organ within our body in order for it to function optimally. And we're made up of about 70% water. So like... You can't imagine how important it is to hydrate. I'm going to give you a, um, a little rule of thumb so people know how much water they should actually be drinking. You take your weight and you divide it in half. And that is about the amount of water ounces everybody should aim for every day. So everybody should have a number in mind. Um, And if you're very overweight, you can take an ideal body weight. Because sometimes if you're considerably overweight, it's like virtually impossible to try to get that much water in. And I don't want anybody getting nauseous. So you take your weight, divide it in half, and that's the amount of water ounces you need to aim for each and every day. More if you're exercising a lot and more if you're lucky enough right now to be in a hot climate and you're sweating a lot. So do the math for me. So let's say if you weigh 150 pounds, you need. What's the heck? What is that? Right. 75 ounces of water. So set for every eight ounces of water, it's a cup. So now let's take that 75 ounces, divide it by eight. 
And that is how many cups of water, measuring cups of water you need each and every day. So what people can do is you can have a reusable water bottle, figure out how many cups it holds or how many ounces, and then you know how many times during the day you should be refilling it. And if anybody wants a little trick, if you put a paper straw in there, you tend to suck down the water a a little bit more rapidly. It's an easy way to get your water. And tea counts and coffee counts. So all of it and sparkling water counts too. So flavored sparkling water. I'm the national dietitian for LaCroix sparkling water. So I think I go through about eight of them a day. I love them so much. And it's a great way to get your hydration because there's no sodium. There's no sugar. There's nothing artificial. It's just 100% innocent. So it's a perfect way to get your water. Feels like you're drinking soda, but you know it doesn't have any sugar and it doesn't have any of the gunk that diet soda has. So um, I'm a huge LaCroix fan. You and Ella, see, you guys are matched at the heart. She drinks so much LaCroix. I'll go buy like a 12 pack of LaCroix and I'll come in two days. It's gone. I'm like, Ella, she drinks like eight, six or eight cans of LaCroix sometimes a day. And I'm like, I'll go for some. I like to, I love beer in a can. So sometimes if I like, I feel like a beer, but it's like, I really don't want a beer. I don't want alcohol. I will crack open a LaCroix. It gives me that refreshing bubble. So like I use it as I a, a it. beer supplement. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I can't wait to tell the crew. And you know what I love so much? So, so there's like, a camp of people who have fancified the name. You like gussied it up. It's called LaCroix. And you are in the norm because so many people call it LaCroix and they think it's like this fancy French company. But truly, it came from a town in Wisconsin called LaCroix. And that's where it's from. Um, But you'll see like some of the flavors are French, like Pomplemousse. Pomplemousse is one of my, that was my first true love. That was my first entree into, you know, falling madly head over heels for the brand. It means grapefruit in French. So it's funny because, you know, a lot of people think it's this French company, but no, no, it's an American company and it's called LaCroix. um, But they do have some fancy flavors. Charisse Lemon, which is a cherry lemon or cherry lime. I can't, but basically that's what it is. That's another favorite flavor of mine. There's a new flavor that if Ella has not tried yet, it's has quickly become my go-to. It's the black raz. It's a black raspberry. And this is, I want, when you taste it, tell me if you think this is an accurate description. It reminds me when I was a little girl, way before my nutrition career, I used to get the Welch's, I think it was Welch's grape soda from the vending machines. And that's what it reminds me of. It, I, you could hardly even believe that there's nothing in it. No yeah, I love how we we love to Europe, Europeanize things as Americans, right? You know, like, Target. <laughs> Target, exactly. Getting the claw at Target. <laughs> Exactly. I love it so much. I did that with, um, I just learned, um, you know, we have up in the Berkshires, we have um, Webb Du Bois and, you know, Webb Du Bois is a famous uh, African-American and he is Webb Du Bois, but everybody wanted to call him Webb Du Bois. He's not French. <laughs> He's not French. <laughs> so I love LaCroix, that. LaCroix, I'm going to say it right all the time. 
Well, see, and that's another hack, like using a sparkling water that you know has, like you said, is completely innocent because not all uh, sparkling waters are created equal. And a lot of them do have sodium added and a lot of them have sugars added or artificial flavors added. So just get back to basics, read your label, Mm -hmm. stay as close to nature as you possibly can. Try to eat, like you said, at least two meals a day. If that's going to be your switch, if you've graduated to be on that, try to get more plant-based foods into Mm -hmm. your body, into your lifestyle, try new things, save the meat for the time you want it, get the good, get the chicken in, get your steak in, but Uh just balance it a little bit more, right? Because we're talking about longevity. That's right. It's all about balancing. And I'm going to leave you with a hydration recipe that's going to change your life. And there's just two ingredients. I'm telling you, I can't wait to hear what Ella thinks about this one. I want you to take your favorite flavor of LaCroix in a blender, put the full can in with three cups of frozen fruit. I like to do a mix of pineapple and frozen pitted cherries, but it could be anything and blend it up. And you just made yourself a zero sugar packed with antioxidants slushy. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Frozen fruit right now. It's slushy. I'm going to make her a slushy. That's incredible. Seven Eleven slushy without any sugar. Any sugar. I no would sugar at all. be afraid to put the bubbling water in a blender that it would like foam all over. Nope. You can. Oh nope. my God. I'm so excited. So game changing hacks all over, all over, all around. <laughs> she's got them coming. Now I just want to talk to you about one other thing before you yeah. go, because it's something that, that's uh, new and um, it's about eye care. So you've, you've gotten in, involved in eye care. And I want to talk about that because there's certain things that we can eat as many carrots as we want, but eye health is something that does get overlooked and something that I think about a lot more now that I'm getting older and I'm in my fifties and you see my reading glasses on the whole time. Talk to me a little bit about uh, dailies. This is a new supplement you have, right? On I'm really, yes. And I'm really excited about this. It's called dailies, but it's spelled D A L E E Z. So dailies. Sometimes I Frenchify it and I say dailies, but <laughs> Why not? Dailies. <laughs> and, and so we, I've, I've always been very, very interested about eye health. And we have these large-scale, well-executed studies. They're they're abbreviated as ARIDS, A-R-E-D-S. And it just stands for age-related eye disease. So ARID, it's the ARID study. And so what I've done is I took the specific nutrients in the specific amounts that were shown to be hugely beneficial. And when I say hugely beneficial, the ARID studies showed the results that these specific nutrients, vitamin C, vitamin E, zinc, and a pair of antioxidants called lutein and zeaxanthin, which sort of act as sunscreen for the eyes, this combination was able to help reduce the risk from macular degeneration, which is a very, very common eye disease condition issue for people as they get older. So I took the very specific formulation and I made a supplement out of it. And we just launched on Amazon. I'm very, very excited about this. So the first step is to start to use food as medicine, start to use food as fuel, all, and then please enjoy it socially. 
ding, ding, ding the bell. And Joy has so many shortcuts and hacks and ideas for you to order what you want, make what you want, but make it in a way that your body's going to be happy and you're going to feel good. Mm-hmm. About. And you can serve with the whole family. That's the other thing. It's just like, this is not just for adults. She showed you how to make food for kids and all that stuff. And I mean, I remember early on when Jax had so many health issues and I couldn't get anything green in them. You gave me some tricks and hacks to get his vegetables in. Um, so I was able to do that with my supplements. Like I made a chocolate, uh, chocolate greens joy where it's all organic greens, super greens, got your berries, all your grasses, you know, Great. Mm-hmm. first ingredient is cacao. So superfood cacao made her anti-inflammatory, but mm-hmm. all you taste is a chocolate shake. So, Amazing. so mm-hmm. you need to sometimes apple cider vinegar is big for me for people who really just can't get their gut health in check. And I made mine delicious. So people would want to drink it every day mm-hmm. to it. But I hope is something I got to tell you, like it started to become top of mind. I'm going to be 52 in April. And I notice now, I think maybe my, my glasses weakening my eyes more or something like that. But you mentioned sunscreen for the eyes. I used to overdose with omega threes. Now I really get them for my food. I don't supplement myself with that much omega three, but I know how healthy it is for the eyes. So a macular generation is really tunnel vision, right? Isn't that what happens to someone's eyes? They start to get tunnel vision. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, like there are very, very specific things that you can do to reduce the risk. And to your point, like I'm all about the food as you are all about the food, food is medicine, but there's definitely a place for supplements. Um, you know, without a doubt, look, if, if anybody is diagnosed with osteopenia or osteoporosis, you're going to be put on a, a dose of calcium and vitamin D. So many people are low on vitamin D and they have to take supplemental doses. So I am absolutely 100 percent an advocate of responsible supplementation for sure. And, and that is specifically why, you know, I was really, really excited to come out with the eye supplement because we don't get enough consistently of the stuff that we know can help reduce the risk for macular degeneration. And to your point, the things that you're putting together and all these supplements, those are things that you were describing the cacao and the greens, like you could never get enough of those things. And so to be able to shower your body with mega doses amounts, some things, mega doses, not so great, but the benign things that there's no downside, like how empowering that's great. Exactly. And you know, knowing that some of these vitamins and, and minerals our bodies don't make and we need to get from our food. And I always kind of do my category check, same with water. Like how much water did I drink today? How much, you know, greens did I have today? Did I get enough fiber? Probably not. So a fiber supplement I'll throw in my mouth if I haven't gotten enough fiber. You know what I mean? Just checking. So we, most of the time we know what's wrong with us. And if you have a problem, like Joy said, one of her highest rated shows when she would tell people like how to eat for body aches, for aches and pains, Americans are walking around in pain. They're walking around sick and they're walking around tired. And so you can, in fact, Google specifically, just like Joyce feeds the New York City Ballet and supplements them perfectly. If you have a problem like aches and pains or foggy vision or, you know, not sleeping well, Google it. Go to Joy Bauer. She's got all kinds of stuff. I'm going to have her tell you where she can find you. But you can go find 
answers for your solutions. And with God, Google, just do the research. You know, Google a couple different doctors, Google a couple different ideas about, you know, joint pain or, you know, a supplement that might be good for that sort of thing or foods that you should be eating for it. So, right. and one thing that's going to add, because, and I, and I know that you feel the same way about this is, you know, always, always check with your personal physician before starting anything new. And that's because, They know all of your moving parts. You know, you have to look at the whole picture. And sometimes you could be on a medication that precludes you from taking a piece of example, like Jack can't have grapefruit with his medication. It's, you know, it doesn't work well with the medicines. Right. Right. And a lot of people are on blood thinners or Coumadin, and then you don't necessarily want to be eating extra greens when it comes to vegetables and and things like that. So like, you know, your, your personal physician is going to know you best. And nine times out of 10, they're going to give you the green light and say two thumbs up, but every once in a while you may get a halt. So super important to throw that out there. Absolutely. That's a really great, great tip and and certainly important advice to heed and remember. So outside of finding, you know, all this love and joy, you know, helping people live happier and, 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 and healthier lives. I know how incredibly rewarding that is to you, but how would you find your freedoms outside of your work? Family, 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 family. I mean, my family is my lifestone. Um, I just get so much joy from my family. And and I, I mean, my immediate family, my parents, my husband, my three kids, Gadsby, who's barking away in the background. But also, I'm so blessed to have a gigantic extended family. And they all sort of live within three blocks. <laughs> We have uh, like 18 siblings live within, you know, a five minute radius. I'm one of four. Everybody's, you know, married with loads of cousins and dogs. We're a big dog family, as you could tell. Um, I get tremendous joy from my job. I just feel like the luckiest person in the world. Heather, I love my job so much. Like, like you, imagine being able to help people feel better just by tweaking what's on their plate or giving them like a tip here and there and getting them off of medications, helping them feel comfortable in their skin, whether it means losing weight or increasing energy or or helping with their eye health or alleviating aches and pains, lowering their cholesterol. There's nothing more rewarding than walking down the street and having somebody, you know, stop me and say like, Hey, you finally got my meat and potatoes husband vegetable hater eating Brussels sprouts. Like, how is that even possible? You know, like little things like that just bring me so much fulfillment and so much joy. And like the little things too, let me tell you something. There's nothing more fantastic than waking up in the morning and feeling like a little drip drab and then smelling fresh brewed coffee downstairs or taking a walk and putting on your ear pods and having a song come on that like transforms you back to your college days, like dancing at a frat party, like little things like that. Just do it for me. You know, yeah, just I, love so that. I had a feeling you were going to say family. I Joy's parents have in their home, this big room that has, I don't know, there's got to be like 10 beds in it. Like all, you know, for when the grandkids come, it's uh-huh. like a camp room where I've had the pleasure of meeting some of her siblings and their, their spouses and, you do have an incredible network of family. We're not all lucky like you are to have that, but 
I love that you said that because they they bring your family and and the way that you are with each other brings me joy as well. So I thank you so much to my guest, Joy Bauer. I could talk to you for another hour, but we'll have you back on for sure. For people who don't already follow you, can you tell them where they can find you and where they can go to find, I mean, 14 different books and ideas. You have so a plethora. You've got decades of knowledge and information. Only Al Roker has been longer or (laughs) equally She's been on the Today Show, so tell them where they can find you, my friends. Sure. Well, the website is joybauer.com, and it's just filled with recipes and articles. Um, There's also a box that you could just put your email in, and then you're signed up for a free newsletter. It goes out bi-weekly, and it's always just new recipe creations um, up the wazoo. And, of course, Instagram, at joybauer, and that's just J-O-Y-B-A-U-E-R. And uh, Twitter and Facebook is at Joy L. Bauer. But you could really just by Googling, you could easily find me anywhere. You just don't want to confuse my last name. So it's B-A-U-E-R. It's not Behar. Some people confuse Joy Behar and Joy Bauer, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. That is, um, one's a comedian, one's a very serious right. <laughs> right, right. She's always like, don't ask me about food. And I'm like, don't ask me for a joke. <laughs> But also, I want to let everybody know that I read every single comment. So if you comment on Instagram or Facebook and you have a request or you don't understand um, how to make something that I posted, like bring it on. This is what I do. Like I am here for you and I am so happy to get busy in my kitchen or, you know, give you some further instruction or explanation about anything that you're having difficulties with. So this was so much fun, Heather. I adore you. Yeah, I love it. You turned me on to my first um, spaghetti squasher or squash spaghetti maker, whatever I make with that thing that you got me, that to- that where I make the, I use it for squash and I make spaghetti out of squash. It's oh, cool. you mean the spiral slicer. The spiral slicer. Yes. Right. I love that thing. <laughs> All right. Well, I love it. Thank you so much to my guest, Joy Bauer. That's B-A-U-E-R. This is my heart. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. Be sure to follow along and send Joy any questions you have. She really is here for you. And don't forget to download and subscribe. <laughs>